It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fence side. Thank you, so D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I'm Brian Kat NFL. Paul is fanatic underscore pick on Twitter. We are, gosh, about 18 days away from the NFL draft at the time of this recording. So we're churning our way through these positions and how they impact the Miami Dolphins, how the board stacks up, and several players that we have in mind. Today, we're looking at the very top-heavy center position because there are quite a couple of players here at the top, Paul, that we like. And then after that, the value really starts to drop off. It does. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, and that's true with center almost every year. Center seems to be one of those real feast or famine um, positions where you've got a handful of guys at the top and then a whole bunch of eh after that. Yeah, that's for sure. And you look at last year, I mean, it was it was a kind of that same type of class where in the first round, the Vikings took uh, Garrett Bradbury from NC State, and he started 16 games. The Saints took Eric McCoy in that trade with the Dolphins, and he, he had a fantastic year at center. And El- Elgin Jenkins from the Packers moved from center to guard, but was also a very good starter. So you could get some real low-hanging fruit here at the center position and, and maybe see somebody that can slide over to guard too. But the number one guy that comes to mind, one of my favorite players in the entire draft is Michigan center Cesar Ruiz. Uh, PFF said it best with him is while he may not wow you as much as some others in this class, offensive line play is far more about not losing than winning big. And that that's very well said. Uh, look, I'm not looking for somebody to have 16 pancake pancake blocks throughout the game. I'm looking for somebody to snap the ball, do his job, and fit into every scheme. He didn't allow a sack this past year, and he fits into a lot of man and zone blocking type of schemes. But Paul, I think when you when you dra- if you draft Caesar Ruiz, wherever that is, you know you you might be looking at an eight to ten year starter. Yeah, and he could be a guy that with Ted Karras, either one of them could start at center and the other at guard. And I mean, it, it's you get a little bit of flexibility heading into camp and, and seeing which one does you best as that goes. I mean, another couple of guys to look at yeah, before it, we even talk about Cushenberry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll, we'll get to the other guys in a second. Yeah, I was going to agree with you there. I mean, Ted, Ted Karras uh, in college played some guard. He, he got some looks at guard with the Patriots. And Cesar Ruiz also started five games at right guard for Michigan. And Ted Karras – got a couple of looks at guard for the Patriots and as well at the University of Illinois. So you've got some positional flexibility there. Plus Jesse Davis has the ability to play, to kick in to right guard from right tackle. So a lot of different options there. You've got to get the left tackle position correct, but there's also, from that point, you've got some flexibility. Uh, Paul, who else you have on your list besides Cesar Ruiz? You know, I just had, I just had a thought that I, 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 I kind of want to bring up that would be fun and interesting to me is with Karras and with Ruiz on that offensive line, you could run an unbalanced offensive line without shifting anybody. You just, you just walk up and whichever one's at guard lines up over the ball and you know, your center moves over one spot, flowers moves over a spot. You could run an unbalanced left without shifting a single player 
out of position. That that could be interesting. But anyway, just one of those little things that intrigues me that popped into my head. Uh, I, I'm surprised more teams don't do that actually, it, it, uh, because yeah. I, I I wish I wish teams. Would, I mean, I remember back in 2013 when. The whole, after the whole Bullygate thing, and they lost Jonathan Martin and Richie Incognito in one swing because of you know who, they they brought in Nate Garner as that six offensive lineman, and, and for the first time all year, their offensive line looked good, and it didn't really matter they didn't have somebody else out there in pass pattern. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, whoever that is. Um, an, another guy that looks really good that that seems to be starting to slide under the radar, even though he was talked about a lot early in the process, is Tyler Tyler Biedas out of out of Wisconsin. Um, very solid player could go in the second round. Um, really doesn't have as much positional flexibility. I don't see him playing as much guard as I would with Ruiz. But and then one other one that really is flying other people's radar at this point. Missed a lot of time in 2019 with a concussion, but was really solid before uh, that he went down. And then he played. He played at the Senior Bowl. Had a good solid week of practice and, and and really did well there. And that's Matt Hennessy out of Temple, uh, another guy with a little bit of speed to him. I want to. One thing I liked about Pouncy, even though there was stuff I didn't like, was um, he uh, he had the ability to pull. And, and seeing a guy with the speed that you see with Hennessy out of Temple, you might be able to get that again, especially if you, you man up with a couple of guards that aren't the best at pulling. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. And, uh, you know, Tyler Biadash, you, you mentioned, he, he's an interesting guy because had he come out last year, you might have been talking about a, a first or second round pick. He went back to Wisconsin. He, he had he had hip surgery in the offseason, and then he just did not have a good year. He did not look like the same player. The question is, is was that because of he still recovering from the injury or what? But, you know, yeah, Jonathan Taylor ran for a lot of yards. And Biadash played just about every game, but yeah, I'm not sure. I, he, I I don't know if I'd even take him in the third round there, even though I liked him a lot more than his teammate Michael Dieter last year. Matt Hennessy, you know, early on I dismissed him because he's built very tall and very thin, so I just made the assumption he got pushed back a lot. That's not the case. He's a very good athlete. He reminds me actually a lot of James Daniels who was drafted by the Bears a couple of years ago in the second round, who stepped in immediately and is continuing to start for them. So I've got Hennessy very high on my list. Um, so he's really battling, after Cesar Ruiz, on my board, he's battling Lloyd, Lloyd Cushenberry for that second spot. Now, with with Cushenberry, the film isn't as good or consistent as Ruiz's, but he's got more physical traits. I mean, if you take a look at, at the arm length and the wingspan, and we don't like to get too caught up in, in these things uh, on the show, but his wingspan is 84 and a quarter inches. No one else at center is over 80. So the reason that matters is because as soon as Cushenberry snaps the ball, he gets so quickly into his stance and he can use that length. And it's not a surprise that he played very well in senior ball dr- drills, and he was the only one who could go one-on-one with uh, with Javon Kinlaw with that length. So he's somebody that, uh, I don't know, with Hennessy or Christian Berry, I wouldn't draft him in the first round, but you start getting a little bit later in the second round, they, they start to be pretty attractive for me. So my top three clearly are Ruiz, Cushenberry, and Hennessy, and then I've got a big drop-off to probably Biotish uh, with the fourth guy. 
Yeah, after after the top four for me, and that, and that includes the Otis, is a huge, huge gap, chasm, whatever you want to call it, before you get down to one or two other guys, and then it's another precipitous drop. Um, Jake Hansen out of Oregon, very solid player, nothing spectacular. Uh, could could be that that guy that steps in and plays okay for you if you need a stopgap. Uh, maybe turns into something, maybe doesn't, but he's not, he's not going to be spectacularly good or spectacularly bad. Um, and then a little bit behind him, you've probably got Nick Harris out of Washington. And again, another, he's okay, type of guy. And then, you know, you're almost talking undrafted when you get down to whether it's Daryl Williams or Keith Ishmael, who we talked a little bit about on our guard segment. Uh, McCoy and Mawaiagoa out of Washington State. Mawaiagoa needs to get stronger uh, by a long shot. He's just going to get blown off the ball at this point until he does. And there's not a lot after you get past those first four guys and even worse after the top six. That's well said. I've got Calvin Throckmorton as a center um, for me and yeah, after you know, after Ruiz, Cushionberry, and Hennessy, the Oddish, you know, I, I, I'd be okay. I think at the end of the fourth round, uh, a lot of people have him higher. Throckmorton, yeah, I mean, late mid to late day day three, I take a look at him. Other than that, I'm not sure I, I would draft a player on this list. I mean, Nick Harris out of Washington. If you're running a real zone blocking heavy scheme, like if you're Arizona and the offensive lineman can get away with being undersized, then maybe that would work. But he went down to senior bowl week and he just got his ass kicked. Uh, you know, he's very, very undersized. But if you, if you watch him on film, you'll see five plays a game where it's like, wow, that's impressive. He's getting downfield. He's using that agility to get down there. But you're, you'll also see five plays where he just gets right off the snap, knocked back into the quarterback. So that, that's a deal breaker for me. Uh, if, Look, my biggest thing with the offensive line, the number one thing I look for is how often do you get knocked back, especially in pass protection with how often you throw the ball here in the NFL. And with Nick Harris, it happens a lot. And, and like you said, you've got guys like Jake Hansen from Oregon, Daryl Williams from Mississippi State, um, Zach Shackelford there from, from Texas, all just kind of another guy. And at that point, I, you know, I'm, I'm not all that interested in having – uh, a solid third string center on the roster. And I probably wouldn't spend any draft pick. They have yeah. Was, uh, after Jake Hansen, I, I, I tap out. It's I, I think any of those, those top five have a shot to really legitimately. And that's not counting Throckmorton. That's not counting um, a couple of the others, but after those top five, quote-unquote true centers, I, I really tap out on this draft class and want to stick with what we've got at that point. I mean, we've still got Dieter on the roster who can play some center. We've got Ted Karras, um, you know, and, and a lot of the guard prospects that we looked at might be better at center as well. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty barren after that. I, there's not even really anybody I'd consider as an undrafted free agent. Yeah, I I look at the top there again um, with Cesar Ruiz, and I, I tweeted this before that 
if you're the Dolphins and you gave up a, a league leading 58 sacks as a unit last year, uh, second was 50. You've yeah. got to get the pass protection corrected. It was historically bad last year. Eric Flowers is a good step in that direction. Um, but if the Dolphins add, regardless of, the, of, of who they take a quarterback at, at five, if they have the 18th pick and the 26th pick, and you get Andrew Thomas, the left tackle from Georgia at 18, and you get Cesar Ruiz, the center from Michigan at 26, you're talking about two players that played against the highest level of competition. And in 901 combined pass sets, they allowed a combined one sack last year. I mean, you want to talk about plug and play and get, and get some real good pass protection on your team. You may want to make those two guys your, your uh, picks there after you get the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's anybody that's been listening to our show this offseason knows that it, it is a huge thing, whether we looked at free agency, whether we've looked at the draft, rebuilding this offensive line or even just building this offensive line. I, I can't even say rebuilding after last year because, you know, it was pretty barren. There were a few flashes of life, but in reality, you know, this this offensive line should be able to be something that they, they build easily with the draft capital that they've got, um, especially given the fact that either, you know, we're looking at a rookie quarterback that's going to be stepping in possibly mid-year for Fitzpatrick, depending on how the year is going, or possibly Josh Rosen if you if you can get a line in front of him. And in reality, with, without rebuilding that line, it's going to be a struggle this year. That will do it for our breakdown of the center spot. You're listening to Paul and Kat. I'm Brian Kat, NFL. Paul is fanatic underscore. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the thin side. So, D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the thin side. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the thin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save